Hey, welcome to Church Alive. Our mission is to reach, teach, and empower people to impact their generation for Christ. Thanks for tuning in and enjoy the message. 2020. 2020. How many remember watching like movies back in the 80s and it was like 2014 was like in the future? We're past the future. We're, we're beyond it. Um, you know, life is often defined by words. Life is actually defined by words. You can have moments in your life that you look back on and unfortunately in human nature, sometimes you can have an insult define your life for five years and ten years. Isn't that true? That it seems that, it seems that the, the, an insult can stay with you far longer than a compliment. An insult can stay with you far longer than an encouragement. And, um, but life is defined itself by words. I want to give you a couple of examples how decades are defined by words. What we said about the past is interesting. In, in the 2010 to 2019, there was a couple of words that defined it. Hashtag was one of those. How many think hashtag was part of that? Hashtag, uh, another one that defined last decade was FOMO. FOMO. There was another word, bingeable. Bingeable, I never used that one. I didn't know that was a thing, but bingeable. I've heard of binge watching. Self-care, kind of defined a little bit last, the last decade. Helicopter parent. That's right. Yes, memes. Just memes are a new thing. I love memes. I'll send memes all day. Just, I don't need, need to talk anymore. I'll just send you a meme. It's all good. Then there's flexitarian. I never heard of that one before. Flexitarian. You're a vegetarian, but you're flexible. I just call that you're not committed. Some people would call you just slightly confused, but you made a new term up called flexitarian. I, uh, you know, I just think come over to the light side of the force and start eating meat in Jesus' name. And good things will begin to happen in your life. And then all the vegans walked out. Just kidding. Love you too. And it's more meat for me. It's okay. In the 2000s, some of the words that define that period were 9-11, Obama, bailout, Google, carbon footprint. Look at the, listen to the 90s for a moment. The 90s. As if. Remember that one? Some of you, some of you got no idea what we're talking about, but those of you that lived in the 90s, you like, as if. It's good to see it was culturally relevant both to Australia and to America. I used to say that all the time. Talk to the hand. How many remember that one? Yeah. Come on, put up your hand if you remember saying to someone, talk to the hand. Totally tubular. That actually came up recently. My son was saying it, and so it might be making its way back. I, I think that could be a cool thing. To 2020, totally tubular, man. Booyah. How many remember? Booyah. That's right. Booyah. That was, that was gold, wasn't it? In the 80s, there was awesome, bodacious. If you remember Keanu Reeves, bodacious, man. That was my bad Californian-American accent. Um, I want to make the case today that your world and my world is shaped from the inside out. You were in your mother's belly before anyone ever knew. The world is shaped from the inside out. Every bit of 
clothing you're wearing, shoes you're wearing, necklaces you might have. Uh, you might be having an iPhone or a, uh, if you're on the dark side of the force, a Samsung or whatever it might be. And, and um, you, it was a thought. It was, a, it was from the inside out. And so you've got to understand that for something to change, often we, we underestimate what changes on the inside. And we have to value what changes on the inside because in the scripture, God says that God does not look on the outside, but he looks on the inside because he knows something that you and I also do know is what is on the inside will come out of you. Yeah. What is inside of you, what is inside the heart, what is inside the mind eventually shows up. And so often I, I've thought about this when it comes to words and I've thought about receiving God's word and receiving it, I found that you have to make room for it. See, one of the, if, if the parable of the sowers teaches us anything, it's in the gospel of Matthew, Mark, Luke, John skips it out. It's like, you know what? You guys have written about it. I don't need to write about it. But he, it teaches us this is that the seed comes to all of us, but the seed must be protected. See, if you don't protect the seed, the seed will be stolen. The seed, if you don't allow the, the, the depth of your life to go deep enough, you'll, you'll grow for a little bit of time, but then you'll shrink away. If you don't allow the, the, the seed of God's word and God's promise for your life to get so deep on the inside, eventually it will get choked out. But I want you to see that life is from the inside out. That you and I coming here today is so significant because you're starting a new decade in a right way. And I want you to know today that as someone insulted you many years ago when it stayed with you, I pray today when I share the word of the Lord for our house today, that it would become like that moment, but an anointed moment. It would become like not a wounding moment, but a destiny defining moment because it is, it'll seem like nothing changed. Like you'll go home and, and the dishes will still be dirty and, and the floor will still be there and you walk in and the laundry still needs to be done. But if you'll receive by faith hear me now if you receive by faith and if you'll guard that thing in your heart understand that you will begin to become that type of person are you with me come on if you believe it give the Lord a hand I want you to be like Mary in Luke chapter 2 verse 19 but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart when she heard prophecies about Jesus when she the the shepherds came and reported the stories what did she do she pondered them in her heart in the gospel of Luke chapter 1 in verse 19 I love this this verse it says I am Gabriel he says who stands in the in the presence of God and was said to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place. Because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. What's so interesting about this verse is the angel shows up to Zechariah and he says, Listen, just so you don't ruin it, you're no longer going to be able to talk. The power of your words. He is saying, I have heaven's assignment for your life. But you might even ruin it with your words. So from now on, you ain't even going to talk. Do you see the power of words? Do you see the power of something happening and being born on the inside of you? 
that God has a plan for your life, but if you don't foster, if you don't protect that thing, if you don't, um, if you don't receive it by faith, it'll sound like hype. But what I want to tell you today, it is the truth. Some things sound like, some things sound like they're too good to be true. But what I want to tell you today, it is the seed of the word of God that gets in your heart. It is the seed of the word of God that gets in your spirit. It is the seed that begins to change you. And nothing changes at first. Nothing changes at first. You walked out of church and four days later, you're like, nothing changed. But I am here to tell you that at 19 years old, God said, preacher, preacher, preacher. And I'm telling you this, nothing changed on the outside, but something changed on the inside. Something changed on the inside. Vision was imparted on the inside. If you'll understand that before you get victory on the outside, you need to get some victory on the inside. I'm trying. Listen to this. Words have the ability to define history. Words have the ability to define history. We can talk about the 80s and we can talk about the 90s and we can talk about the 2000s and we can even talk about the last decade. But perhaps what is the most important is what you're going to say about the future decade. Some of you got that. Perhaps what is the most important thing that you do is begin to talk about what's going to be. Because anyone can talk about what's going to be. All of us have 2020 vision when we look back. But hear me now, God wants you to have 2020 vision as you are looking forward. Many of you are football fans and how many football fans in the house? Next year, right? <laughs> building for next year. <laughs> you know your team's doing well. You're like, hey, how's your team got Building for next year. <laughs> you know, the truth is we're always building for next year. Yeah. But when it comes to what you say about you, can you imagine Super Bowl Sunday and a, and a reporter interviewing a coach and asking him, are you going to win? And the coach said, no. Like, just imagine that for a moment. Can you imagine? Like, he would be fired the very next day. But do you know that, that, that sometimes what we do as people, because life has sometimes beat us up a little bit, is we receive words that are good about a plan and a future for our lives. But we, what we do is go, we'll see what happens. See, you've got you to put down the cynic in your life. You've got to put down that person because if you were a coach leading a team, you're going to say, we are going to win, even if you lose. Because you need to know that you cannot rise above the level of your speech. If you're only ever doing okay, if you're only ever doing just hanging in there, that's all you'll ever be. Am I preaching to anyone today? First Kings chapter 17 verse 1 says this, And Elisha, Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall be no dew nor rain these years except at my word. Elijah is one of the most well-known prophets of the Bible, what's interesting is that he really only shows up in about five chapters of the Bible. He is so well known. He literally shows up when Jesus 
is transfigured before the disciples, Moses and Elijah show up. Like he is the guy that he literally did not die. Like a chariot whisked him to heaven. But I want you to see the, the, the power or the key to his power. I want you to see that it was before whom I stand. He stood before a king and the king of kings so that one day he could stand before an actual king. How do you stand before a king that if he, you deliver news that he doesn't like, he kills you? Unless you have been so used to standing in front of the king of kings that you are so used to standing in front of the king of kings that when you stand before a natural king, it doesn't freak you out. So I mean, I'm getting this yet. I've been, I've, I've talked to mayors and, and there's, there's something scary when someone has a position. And I remember a number of years ago meeting with a mayor and, um, and I remember having to go pray so that I wasn't scared to meet a mayor. Like, and I was just chatting to him about what could be and so forth. I wasn't telling him, by the way, your city's cursed. <laughs> Elijah literally says to him, there'll be no dew nor rain until I say so. What he was really saying is, I have the power, not you. Yeah. Understand this, he was literally telling a king, I have the power, not you. Which if you, if you miss God on that Sunday, if you got excited in praise and worship and you thought you heard God and you didn't hear God, you know, sometimes people tweet things and Facebook things and my country back in Australia is going through a very difficult time where uh, literally fires are ravaging the country and, and the prime minister is doing his best to go to this place and that place and this city and that city. And what I find amazing is that when a prime minister shows up, a bunch of people who've been probably watching like liberal news or something like this just begin to insult him. And you're like, wait, wait a minute. The prime minister came to visit your part. He doesn't have to come to you, but you're going to come and blame him for the fires? Like he can't make it rain. But do you understand that to some extent, we have so much freedom that we think we, we are like, oh, we can insult, we can tweet, we can Facebook, we can Instagram about someone who's in power. But back in the day, you couldn't do that. Yeah. If you would Facebook about Ahab, you're dead. Yeah. So whether you liked him, voted for him, didn't like him, you don't say nothing because you die. Yeah. Yeah. Or even better, you're tortured. Right. Wee! Come on, can we thank God for our freedoms? Can we get... But here's the thing. Freedom is never free. So often when we're free, we take for granted our freedom and we don't honor. But can we be a people of honor this year? First Kings 18. Elijah says this. Then Elijah said, as the Lord God of hosts lives before whom I stand. He says it in chapter 17. He says it in chapter 18. He stands before the king. Let me give you an example of this. That You ever show up, you ever have a gift card somewhere? And uh, I got a gift card recently, Starbucks. And it's like when you have a gift card and you know it's paid for, you have more confidence. Because it's already been paid for. You literally show up to Starbucks and you go, I'll get whatever I want. Like you kind of, I found that I have this attitude about Starbucks now that I'm just like, it's just free. <laughs> I, I, now, now one day it's not going to be free because the gift card's going to run out. But right now I'm in the, living in the land of free and I go up to Starbucks like I own it. You ever do that? Yeah, literally. What? That one, that one, and that one. Booyah is free. 
I roll out like I'm a millionaire. Woo! That felt good. You know what I'm saying, Reggie? <laughs> I have confidence to approach Starbucks because it's already paid for. I have confidence to approach and ask for things because I know it's already paid for. Can I just say today, we need to grow in our confidence to stand before the king because it is, I said it is, it is already paid for. It is already paid for. It is already paid for. You're not a beggar anymore. You're a son and daughter of the most high God. Come on, give the Lord a hand. John chapter 1 verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. The world changes from the inside out. The world changes from the inside out. They received him on the inside. And guess what? There's 2.4 billion people on the planet today who worship Jesus Your world changes from the inside out and from the inside out. And if you receive the word of God into your spirit today, it'll change from the inside out. But here's what faith people do sometimes because I'm a faith person. I've been a faith person since I was in my mummy's belly. Not really, but I went to church. Does that count? Some of you are like, I'm I'm a Christian because I was in my mother's belly at, at since I was young, I'm like, no, you're a Christian because Jesus lives in you. Yes. Amen. Amen. But I've noticed that with faith people that we say this, God, you do it. God, you do it. But I want to suggest to you today that there are normally, hear me now, when I share the word with you, there are things that you must work practically. Practically in your life. You must, you must bring the word and bring it to every area of your life. You must bring it to your family. You must bring it to your business. You must bring it if you're a student. You must bring it to your, to your prayer life. You must bring it to your word life. You must bring it to your, your faith life. You must bring it to your health. You must work that thing. Watch this now. God chooses Noah to build a boat. He says, Noah, I'm going to send a flood. He doesn't build the boat. He says, Noah, you build it. Do you know that most of the time I found that when God gives you a dream and instruction, you're like, ha ha, God's going to do it. No, he's not. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to do it through you. Yeah. God didn't lift one thing except at the end to close the door and he did the impossible, but he asked you to do the possible. Yeah. Can I suggest to you today that if you want your life to change, you have to change. Yeah. See, the word of God gets in your spirit. And I've found that many times it is the, the, the practical things that Christians fall down on because we're waiting for God to do it. And he's like, no, no, no. I made you ruler over the garden. Yeah. He says to Adam, you tend the garden. Yeah. God didn't pull out the weeds. I want my marriage to change. Then change something. I'm telling you, breakfast in bed will change a few things. I've been praying for 10 years, Lord, change him. And Lord's been like, I've been trying to tell you, change you. For 20 years. Someone's getting excited about that. Someone's just like, let my, let my husband, let my wife receive that in Jesus' name. But I, t- I want to tell you today, I'm talking to you. I ain't talking to them. I'm talking to you. In Jesus' name. 
In 1 Samuel chapter 16, Samuel prophesies that David would be king. He is anointed to be king. There is a seed, there is a word from God about his future. But I want to tell you this, it didn't mean he had to stop taking care of his father's sheep. It didn't mean that he didn't have to listen to his dad and go when his dad said, go go send the bread and the cheese to your brothers. Because actually it was in the obeying of his father that led him to Goliath. And when he got to Goliath, it was the faith on the inside that led him to breakthrough. I do want to tell you again that breakthrough is not roses. I've always found that when God sends a word to someone, God sends a word to a people, there's always a contending with it. There's always some wrestle. There's always some fight. You know, uh, 10 years ago now, I was thinking on the last decade, uh, 10 years ago, I had one kid, one dog, and I still worked full-time or part-time teaching tennis, and our church was about 60 or 80 people 10 years ago. How life changes in one decade. But I had a, a picture and a seed of what God could do. And it, hear, hear me now, it took longer than I wanted it to take. But the truth is, that word that gets in you goes to work in you and on you and through you. And needs to get on some other people in Jesus' name. Are you with me? David had to step up to Goliath. David had to use wisdom when it came to Saul. David had to be honorable when he didn't want to be honorable. And then one day he's anointed king. And what's interesting, he gets some of the kingdom and not all of the kingdom. And then it says this in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 20, or verse 17. It says this, Now when the Philistines heard that they had anointed David king over Israel, all the Philistines went up to search for David. And David heard of it and went down to the stronghold. And the Philistines also went and deployed themselves in the valley of Rephaim. So David inquired of the Lord. I could say David stood before the Lord. Shall I go up against the Philistines and will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. He has stood in the presence of God like Elijah. He has stood there and got an instruction. He has a word, but notice that God doesn't do it. He goes and God does it through him. And then the Bible says this. So David went to Baal Perazim or Baal Perazim and David defeated them there. And he said, the Lord has broken through my enemies like a breakthrough of water. Therefore, he called the name of that place Baal Perazim. It literally means the master of breakthrough. The master of a breakthrough. He did the fighting, but God broke through. Have you ever been in a house and all of a sudden you had a, a breakthrough of water? Like you went in the basement and the pipe broke and it's literally water gets everywhere. It doesn't matter what you do. Water's everywhere. Yeah. And you call a plumber and he finally comes and he fixes stuff. But it's water everywhere. God wants to break through in your life. God wants to do something that every part of your life gets saturated. Every part of your life gets wet. Every part of your life is affected by the God of breakthrough. Can I get a good amen? Amen. I said, can I get a good amen? Like like we mean it. (laughs) Isaiah chapter 58. This is why we fast. This is a classic scripture on fasting and You should read this whole chapter. I don't have time to read it all, but Isaiah 58, 
Verse 8 says this, Then your light shall break forth like the morning, and your healing shall spring forth speedily, and your righteousness shall go before you, and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. And then you shall call, and the Lord will answer, and you shall cry, and He will say, Here I am. If you'll stand in the presence of God, if you'll stand before the King this year, you'll get 2020 vision about your life. You'll get clarity about your life. Elijah stands before God and then he gets his assignment. Then he gets his, his mission on God and he had to continue to go back to God time and time again. You see, you don't stand in the presence of God one time. I, I found that you grow so that you have the confidence. See, some of you right now, when you come to God, you're kind of like, okay, God, I kind of think you might like me or not sure, but I did those bad things last week. And you've got to learn not just how to come to God occasionally. You've got to learn how to stand before the very King of Kings. And the only way you can stand before the King of Kings is that if you get that truth in your mind and in your heart that He really has paid the price, that He really has forgiven you, that He really does love you, that He really does have a plan and a purpose for your life. Are you with me? Let me say that this year, don't underestimate the power of small changes. Don't underestimate the power of small changes. Like if you were 10% happier at the end of this upcoming year, wouldn't that be a good thing? But I'm telling you right now that it'll actually take some small tweaks. Because I found the small tweaks, small changes take you to giant peaks. One of the things that I've noticed that the men report and the women report in our transform groups is what changes their life the most is the transform morning. We talk about changing your morning. We talk about getting intentional about your morning. It doesn't mean everyone has to get up super early. It just means change your morning. It means change your environment because that sounds so small. You're like, what do you mean change your morning, change your life? Yes. Change your morning, change your life because there are 365 days in a year. And if you make a minor change 365 times, how many of you know that becomes a big change? But what if you change 365 times and you did it for 10 years? Now you've got 3,650 little changes. And what if you did that for 20 and 30 and 40 years? You're not getting excited yet, but let me, let me share this. If you took $12, how many can afford $12? Yeah. Some of you need some more money. You need to go to Financial Transform Finance Group, and you need to get with Dave Ramsey, and you need to get it together. Okay, so $12 a week at the age of 20, invested one time per week, once a month, $48 a month, over 40 years. 11% return, $480,000 when you're 60 years old. Ah, those rich people, they did what? $12 a week. 12. 12. Three Starbucks coffees a week. And you're half a million dollars. Don't tell me small changes don't make big changes. Small changes make big changes. Are you with me, Church Alive? Listen, some of you, the devil's fighting you over 80 minutes a week. 80 minutes. You know, our church services generally go for 70 to 80 minutes on one Sunday. It takes 80 minutes, but the devil's fighting you over 80 minutes. 
I don't have time for church. You don't have time for 80 minutes? You ever heard of Chick-fil-A closed on Sunday? <laughs> 80 minutes will change your life. 80 minutes will, will change your thinking. 80 minutes will change, shape your heart. Now, don't get me wrong. I ain't just about that 80 minutes. If your life doesn't change more than Sunday, then I, we're not affecting change. I'm not here to just play church. I'm here to affect change. The preacher is the effector of change. God has not called me to just make you feel good. God has called me to affect change in your life. But I'm telling you that some of you, the devil's fighting you over 80 minutes. I'm not sure how much I can come past. I'd hate to commit. No one achieved greatness without commitment. Come on. No one achieved greatness without commitment. Fresh, real, and powerful is who we are. Reach, teach, and empower. It is what we do. It is the mission of this church to continually reach, to continually help people love, know, follow Jesus. It is the mission of our house to continually teach people how to win in the four big areas of life in our transform groups. It is the mission of our church to empower people to serve and lead in all shapes of life, in our dream teams, in our transform groups, in your house, in the community, in, in every area of your life. But let me give you a couple of handles just for a second. I want to share the vision of the church in a couple of weeks, but I really want to share how you get unlocked personally. See, I don't believe in the, this. It's, it's about the big vision so much of our church. It's about you having personal vision for your life. Because when you have personal vision for your life, the impact of the house of God, and the kingdom of God is far greater. Someone's got a text message says turn your text message off (laughs) let me give you a couple of handles here real quick our theme of our church is fresh I want you to have breakthrough in personal godly vision this year I want you to have breakthrough in personal godly vision why not why godly vision because God has a bigger vision than you do for your life You can hear all the self-help. You can hear the Tony Robbins stuff. And I like some of that stuff. I, I like a guy by the name of Ed Milet, who's a Christian. And they'll, get, they'll, get, they'll get you pumped up. They'll get you inspired. But here's the truth. If you, if you climb the tallest building and you realize at the end of your life you're in the wrong building, will it matter? I climbed the highest building. You were never meant to climb that building. God had a different building for you. And you need personal vision for your life. Let me give you a simple thought along the commandment of Jesus Let me give you some personal vision. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That's a good place to start, don't you think? Luke 2.52, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and favor with man. I think that's that's a great place to start for fresh, personal, godly vision. Let me, let me ask you a question. I hope that some, many of you will do this. This is, our staff did this recently. I did this recently. I asked myself this simple question. If I meet myself in one year from now, one year from now, and I'm happy to meet that Anthony, the new improved Anthony, the 2.0 Anthony, I simply ask myself two questions. Who do I need to be? And what do I need to have accomplished in that time? Because being is always first. It's not about doing, it's not about just you getting more money. What if you lose all your character in the process? What if it ends you in jail? That was not the, that was not the goal. It's about who you be first. And then what you do. Let me say this, when it comes to real 
breakthrough must affect your family. Church should not just affect Sunday. Church has to affect your relationships. If it does not affect your relationships, you need to go to God and say, God, what is it in my life? What is it in my heart? What is it in my mind? That's stopping me affecting my relationships. One of the promises I have for this church is Acts chapter 16, verse 31. So they said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved, you and your household. Let me say that again, you and your household. But if you act like a jack wagon, how many know they're probably not going to get saved? That's why you need personal vision about your life. You need to be attractive. You need to live an attractive, Christian, faith-filled, real experience that affects your family and affects your business. If your boss thinks you're a jack wagon, he's not impressed with your bumper sticker. Come on, I'm talking about real change. I'm talking about a fresh personal vision that aligns with everything that you believe. I'm talking about the reality of the kingdom of God affecting your family and affecting your business. It must affect your personal world. My wife has to hear me preach for years. And if I don't live this thing at home, how many know she ain't excited to be here? Thank God she is. Fresh, real, powerful. Breakthrough, hear me now, in knowing and serving others. Knowing and serving others. This is why we say get in a transformed group. You can't help people. You can't love people. You can't even like people if you don't know people. Get in a dream team. Why? Because it's life is not about you. I know it's, 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 it's bad news. You're like, <laughs> what do you mean it's not about me? It ain't about you. I've realized more and more life ain't about me. And the moment you think it's all about you, you actually get often selfish and unhappy. But God wants you fulfilled. Listen, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 11, He says, Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and humble and heart. And He says, and you'll find rest for your souls. Some of you are not satisfied because you're yoked to everything else. But you need to yoke to His principles and His vision for your life. And then things will begin to change for your life. You can say you're a Christian all you want, but you have to yoke yourself to Jesus. You have to yoke yourself to the principles of His Word. You have to yoke yourself to relationships. You have to break through in knowing and serving others. Jesus says this, The greatest of all shall be the servant. The greatest of all, whatever your gift, whatever your talent, whatever your your treasure, we must take our time, our our talent and our treasure and we must use it to help other people. I love what Steve said. He said, when you give, you become a blessing. It's about becoming a blessing. It's about becoming a blessing in Jesus' name. 2 Kings 3.14 says this. And Elisha said, as the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand. I need you to notice something for a second. Elisha was the servant of Elijah. In other words, he hung around relationally someone else who was further ahead of him. 
and now he uses the same language and now he it wasn't a sermon he heard he followed his life this is why groups are so important you can't just hear sermons there's certain things you just don't catch in a sermon there's certain things that that it, it, it makes sense mentally but you have to see it you have to see it unfold in front of you and Elisha said the exact same thing that Elijah did he says before whom I stand because he watched the guy he served literally stand before God and he says that's what I'm going to do and that's what I'm going to do and all of a sudden he became a person of breakthrough but I want to say this to you today you see the word of the Lord for our house in our spirit I want you to open your heart by faith close your eyes all across this place see I believe it'll be like a seed that gets in your mind, that gets in your heart, that has to begin to shape everything about your life as you guard it, tend it, pray on it. Elijah was a man of breakthrough. Elisha was a man of breakthrough. David was a man of breakthrough. But I want to say this, the word and the theme of our church this year is breaking through because we break and we stand before the king we are breaking through we are breaking through some of you need to break through in your business some of you need to break through in your daily agenda come on stand to your feet for a moment right now it's a seed right now it's a seed of faith it's a seed of vision it's a seed of potential Hear me now. See, when you stand before the king time and time again, you'll become a person who doesn't break through one time. You are breaking through. This church is breaking through every Sunday. Your life needs to break through and be breaking through every morning, every day. Don't just, we're not hoping one day that we get a breakthrough. No, we are breaking through right now. Every Sunday, every time, we are breaking through. We are breaking through. As we put the King in the middle of our breakthrough, we will be breaking through. Come on, give us a lot of hands. stand listen if you'll just receive this word I'm not saying go off and stand in the presence of God no receive it by faith now as you do that I believe many of you are going to get your conviction back Elijah couldn't change anything if he was doing the exact same thing everyone else was doing he had to change he had to confront some stuff the nation was in a state of disarray the people were not even just leaving God they were literally worshiping demonic idols but he said to them, he said, choose you who this day, whom you'll serve. And when the power of God came, they all of a sudden realized they were following the wrong thing. Some of you are going to get your calling back this year. Some of you need to be breaking through to follow a dream. Breaking through, I want to prophesy to follow, to write a book, to write a song, to, to start a business to to get out of just low-lying living and just say no 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 my life needs to rise a little higher and I'm again I'm not talking about your self-promotion I'm talking about the promotion of the king 
but when you promote the king I found that he promotes you and if you keep promoting the king I found that he keeps promoting you can I get a good amen I believe for business leaders to have breakthrough I believe for stronger families stronger men stronger women stronger relationships than ever before I believe our youth are going to have a season of incredible breakthrough this year breakthrough in our kids come on we are to be people of that break through and keep breaking through it's not a one-time thing it is a continual thing you need to carry a spirit of breaking through in the name of jesus come on we live in the land of the new york giants but it's time to be breaking through to see kingdom giants in this land. We are breaking through. And I see a, a vast army rising. And I see in this place many, so many people in the Valley of Decision. But your generosity, your love, what you carry, your faith will be what they need. There are thousands of people all, in, all around this area. And this church must continue to reach and teach and empower people to be all they're called to be in the name of Jesus Christ. Come on for a moment. We've gone over time, but is that okay? Come on, I want us just to worship just for one moment longer. Or praise for one moment longer. Before I do that, close your eyes. Let me ask you a very important question. You may have come to this place. You want to turn over and you leave. You want to, you want to change some things. You want to change your life. And that's valid and that's great. But the truth is the prodigal son, when he ran away, he couldn't clean himself up enough to come to God. He needed God to come to him. King of Kings wants to put his robe of righteousness on you. He wants to give you in a, in a place that chooses all of its own identities. The King of Kings wants to give you his identity for your life. It's called a child of God. It's called made in the image of God. It's called forgiven. It's called a conqueror. It's called a follower of Jesus Christ. If you're here in this place and you've never said yes to him, or maybe many years ago you said yes to him, but you ran away, fell away, today would be the most significant day. I can't think of a better day, 2020, January 2020, to say yes to the King of Kings so that his purpose and his grace can get in your life. All across this place, we're going to pray a simple prayer, and that prayer will lead us to the King of Kings. Come on, pray this prayer. Say, Jesus, today... I invite you to come into my heart, to every room, clean it out, change my mind, change my heart. From this day on, I declare, I am your child. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. Forgive me, cleanse me from this day on. Help me build my relationship with you. May I put you first in all that I do. In the name of Jesus.